Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Paul Ben playing the fucking air piano. She told you not to leave friends on in the background. Now we're just laughing at the TV. So if you don't know what's going on, we're recording in the office today. We're doing a uh, conversation with clients. Yep. And so Amanda's got one of her uh, clients sitting on the couch. I've got friends in the background, and this is the episode where Paul Rudd is, uh, he's dating... <laughs> He's dating. Oh shit! No, it's fine. It's you fine. Sh- you sure? Everybody's gonna know anyway. Our cl- our client today, because of the nature of the topic, is choosing to remain anonymous, and we've decided to name her Phoebe based on the episode <laughs> yeah, we're so, watching. So, so Paul Rudd is in the coffee shop, and he's doing some air piano playing, and he just looks fucking ridiculous. I love this guy. He's just so fucking ridiculous. I actually do love. He Paul looks Rudd. so young there. Holy cow! Uh, Paul Rudd even looks young now, and he just turned fifty. So no way. Some people. Some people just are blessed or yeah. have lots of money or both i don't know yeah good <laughs> genetics yeah he might be blessed man he's got kind of a baby face i'm trying to i'm waiting until he comes back up on the screen <laughs> all right how about we how about we introduce our guest you know what, and you could watch friends because, because every, <laughs> everybody else you know right away when they've had plastic surgery because they look fucking they horrible. look weird yeah man. i don't like, like it like like uh, i don't like it like magnum pi man like why did you do what you did <laughs> right tom Selleck, you were a fucking beautiful looking man he was a god he was yes right? yes did you know he was he he was actually cast to play um, Indiana Jones. No way. Yeah. He was cast to play Indiana Jones. I and can't this is even right... picture him, though, as Indiana Jones. And this is right when he got Magnum P.I. So he had to turn down Indiana Jones because uh... he just signed contract to be in Hawaii. To yeah. You know what? I'm OK with that. Harrison Ford made a great Indiana Jones. Conversations with clients. He's We're f- talking about Magnum and... Harrison Ford's <laughs> a funny man. Have you ever seen him in interview? Uh, no. Is he funny? He is... So funny because he just looks like he doesn't give a fuck. Oh. He's got this. He's got this really kind of quirky, funny way about him, and it's a lot in silent moments and expressions. <laughs> I love it is, that. It's actually gold. It's gold. Aww. I love it. Well, hey, everyone. It's Amanda. And yes, as you know, we're sitting in the office with one of my clients who just came out of treatment. So, you know, shamelessly <sighs> promoting myself. How do you feel, Phoebe? I feel so much better. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so we asked uh, Phoebe. It's going to be weird to call you that, but uh, okay. <laughs> we asked Phoebe to come on, the epi- on an episode uh, back in the summer because she is a high school teacher for an unnamed school board. And and we wanted to talk about, you know, the, the government reopening uh, plans and what the school boards are doing and what school's going to look like. And, and whose fault is everything. <laughs> and whose fault everything is. And uh, we just had some scheduling issues because, uh, well, Phoebe also has a child who had to go back to school. So we right. had some scheduling problems. So, yes, school is now three weeks in for my children. I think you said you've been in, what, a week and a half, two weeks? Two weeks now. Okay. Yes. So, at school? Like physically at Two school? weeks physically. Physically at school, I was telling Amanda that we had a bad start to the week. Um, we both got sick, my oh. son and I. So even with all of these precautions, which is really interesting that we're wearing masks. I was home all weekend. Um, we made two visits, one to a grocery store, one to Walmart and must have picked up a, a bug there because we were mm. both ill we had to go do covid test because i wasn't going to send my child to school with a runny nose since that is the only 
COVID symptom he had. I thought, I know this is a cold, but yeah. there's no way I can send him to school like that. I no. woke up with they a would have sent throat. him home anyway. They would have sent him home. Hmm. So I'm like, I, I might as well just for peace of mind go see and just make sure. Did the whole COVID test, and mm. we are we're negative, obviously, but we had to wait four days for the test before we could go back to school, which is one of the big issues mm-hmm. about being involved in the school system right now is mm. that um, on a, on on good years we're picking up colds and flus all the time, yeah. but now this is going to take a very different spin. That's true. Teachers are just as disgusting as kids, eh? Uh, yeah. We are just yeah. as disgusting as kids. <laughs> we absolutely are. We have had, I was telling Amanda, friends who will not see us, who said point blank, sorry, like we're not socializing Phoebe, with you. Phoebe's husband really? is a teacher as well. So because they're both back to work and she's got a son who's in school, okay. their friends won't socialize with them anymore. Yep. Fuck them. Even some family members are like, nah, you That's know. a good thing when family members go on this. <laughs> take that any day. It's a great excuse for the family members who don't want to see. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You know, mom, <laughs> I really shouldn't see you. <laughs> so you were in a COVID testing lineup probably freaking forever, eh? Two and a half hours, well, which as bad. I was saying to Amanda, it by like literally today's standards <laughs> it is um that was a short time that's not bad at all i'll spend two and a half hours just in my gp's office that, <laughs> exactly However, that was exactly. that was over two weeks ago because yeah. that was be- just before she you was know, supposed though, to like, start I, work I, I know a dude he's been on our podcast before and he does a lot of massage work i believe in a nursing home or something along those lines okay and although so according his... to new standards depending on where he is he might not be able to anymore oh no supposedly... no no he will he has they they make him get tested twice a week well supposedly <gasps> doug ford's taking out um he's putting restrictions back on for uh long-term care facilities where nobody can come in he's got this whole weird thing going on too though but he's you're allowed to have care staff and he's encouraging people's families i I, I, maybe i've got this completely fucking wrong because i was kicking around today picking up a whole bunch of stuff and i was listening to uh, talk 1010 radio and yeah so they were talking about doug ford's thing and i think the clip he played was he was saying that care staff can go in and he was telling people maybe i'm getting this wrong that's why i'm really reluctant to say because you're squinting at me like just spit it out dude because he was kind of hinting at the idea that if you register as a family member as a caregiver then yes. you can still go right. and all that kind of stuff did i get that wrong i, I don't think you're, to... i don't think I, you're wrong based i think on, you're right yeah based on what i, think I heard that's what i heard too there's like the essential workers right, right, right. and caregivers so that can he, still come in he he works i, I, I assume he does massage because he's a massage therapist but whatever he does he's got to get tested twice a week for works and right. then he's in london he said the london lineups are like five hours he spends 10 hours a week to get tested for covid that's that's an entire work he spends longer than a work well a work day with with commute and stuff yeah but yeah wow well i was on the phone with a parent yesterday who i have not seen her son at school yet he's in my class uh so we've been trying are you happy about that by the way (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't know yet because I don't know him okay. yet. But um, so called the parent finally got a hold of her and said, you know, what's going on? And she said, well, he's been sick. And so I have had to take him for a COVID test. We went in three days ago and uh, we were there for seven hours. Oh, my God. All to be turned away. 
because they went in the afternoon and they close at six and they literally said to her, uh, sorry, we're done. And so she had to take him again the next day. I don't, know, I don't even know her. Me. And like my blood is boiling for yeah. her. Like yeah. I can't, I can't, oh, I can't. So she said, look, I'm really sorry, but um, you know, and so these are the kinds of things that we're, we're dealing with daily. There's actually three students I haven't seen yet because they have been ill already. So this is what we were talking about in the treatment room leading up to this okay. is I was saying I've got so many questions and so much confusion. So for example, I've got we, so many questions, but a lot of it's not to do with COVID. It's just got to do with teachers. Well, we're <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We'll get to that, Mark, I'm sure. <laughs> but like, for example, we have a child in school. So let's say uh, what happened to you and your son happens to her. She gets a little sniffle. I might not feel it's COVID, but again, we have to keep her home. So the two options if I'm understanding correctly, are either we keep her home and we isolate for 14 days. Mm -hmm. And then if she's without symptoms, whatever, she can go back to school. Or we can go get a COVID test once we have the negative result and she's symptom free, she can go back to school. Correct. So yes. that's what I understand is the protocol. Yes. However, I'm still unclear about the protocol for family. So if nobody else in the household has symptoms, I feel like ethically we should all isolate. But then again, how many times are Mark and I going to have to shut down shop and right. not what you know like i'm i'm like my ethics and my reasoning are fighting each other because reasonably i would feel like if i don't have symptoms he doesn't have symptoms i would feel like i'm gonna kick him out of the house until right. we have her negative test back if he's you know if he's not sick get the hell out of here i'll isolate with her right so that you can at least still work we can't both not you know what i mean like membership to the holiday Inn, seriously <laughs> you're gonna get kicked out like it, it's reality. She's going to get sick. It just happens. No doubt. Sleep here. No yeah, doubt. yeah. You're just going to have to live here. Like you can't hey, come home. It looks pretty comfy. It yeah, is really comfortable here. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I guess that's going to be our plan. You're just going to have a bed here and you're going to live here because we can't both not work multiple times. Why would I need a bed here? Honestly, we probably have 16 massage tables <laughs> and this couch that pulls out into a bed. I don't think we need a bed in here. Although... That might be a good idea. Well, I think that's what she was referring to. Thank, thank you for understanding me. She takes everything I say I so literally. It's like it's painful mean sometimes. A literal <laughs> bed. Who invited you? Who invited you? I think you did. That's why she's my client. I'm gonna just fucking smoke my vape. Anyway, so let's actually take a second. I mean, yes, we know that her name's not really Phoebe, but can you give a yeah. little bit of background? <laughs> it's banana hammock. It's banana hammock. <laughs> Princess Consuela banana hammock. Oh, I yes. like that. You know, that was Phoebe's alter ego, right? She renamed herself Pin Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Oh, I should really know that as Phoebe. <laughs> she might even be in this episode. Might be in this episode. <laughs> so what I would like is for our listeners, a, a little bit of a background, like okay. how long you've been teaching, what you teach. We didn't even talk about whether you're elementary, high school, what. And then maybe... Maybe, maybe we shouldn't do that part too. It's fine. I just know, what man. she what teaches. It's yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, we don't have to even talk about what subject, but just where, right. like what you teach. And then... Um, I just want to get right back into what school looks like in the first couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. So a little background. Um, I have been teaching. This is going to be my 23rd year. Woohoo. Yes. Um, Did you know that you wanted to be a teacher from way back? No. It was one of those things when you're in university, you're sitting around going, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> 
see some of the dopey. No offense, because I don't know for you, but for me, it was the dopey. <laughs> it was the dopey people in my class that decided <laughs> to be You teachers. know what? Let me let me apply to concurrent education at York uh, University. You've just insulted so no, many no, no, people. No, no, no. <laughs> but hey, that's what it was. It was for everyone that I know that went to Teachers College. Okay, because York had a concurrent yep. program, so you can apply after. Yes, yes. I don't know what your first year, your second year. Yeah, because second after, year, after your second year, because it's, yes. it's your, your third and fourth year, and everyone that did that like i'm like you were the dumbest of the fucking like i know you because wow. you failed your exercise phys class i know <gasps> you because you fucking got a d minus on your um biomechanics course oh like I, that's <laughs> so bad to hear <laughs> yeah that's that's uh, making me feel really sad for our education system <laughs> well i think may, okay maybe the concurrent program applications different but because okay. i did consecutive which means to do your degree first right, right. and mm-hmm. you have to maintain the correct grades right. like I'm, they're not taking well, i'm exaggerating but i just mean they weren't the brightest bulbs on the tree oh, which is fine though sad. because we've said this before many times it's the contrast between the bright and the dim bulbs that make the tree look beautiful so it's okay <laughs> oh that's a wonderful way of looking at things so what, what made you want to do teaching then? Oh, so t- um in all through high school teaching was never on my radar um i've went back and forth on business Mm -hmm. accounting marketing sales and uh, when I applied to teachers no when I applied to university um, I thought that's what I wanted to do so I took a few uh, business courses I did a sociology course because I thought that's going to be cool Mm -hmm. if I do some sales marketing stuff and I took a psychology course. That was my tr- that was my turning point because after I took psychology, um, I really was interested in child psychology. Hmm. And uh, I always was really good with kids, though. Like growing up in my in my family, uh, in my neighborhoods, I would right. often be called upon to be the babysitter. Like I was also the neighborhood babysitter. I w- yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like so, I was always Are like, guys, "Oh, okay." Do do neighborhood babysitters still exist? No, no, it's not. No, a thing no I don't think so. No, no. Uh, all the mommies have to text each other, and so we don't trust the sixteen-year-old kid. No, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're worried she's like different. too much like doing yeah, TikTok Yeah, I don't. And I don't Snapchat think that exists anymore. Right? It's a totally different. But process yeah, like now. I was complete. There was at least five houses in my parents neighborhood like and you know they would one would refer uh, me to the other and the yeah. other and yeah i had I, pretty much almost every night i had a babysitting job right maybe in the right. country it huh. exists though maybe. maybe you live in butt fuck nowhere <laughs> i i think you're right i think that's very different to city life yes, <laughs> yes. Interesting. so you were yeah. the babysitter you i was were good babysitter, with kids. good kids and then um when i was taking the psychology courses i was really interested in child psychology and um second year i got a random phone call from a family member's cousin who uh i mean this cha- things have changed so so much she was a kindergarten teacher and um she her one of her eas got really ill and they were in the process of getting people she needed help in her classroom <laughs> and she's like i know my sister my, my cousin says you're really good with kids could you just come in and like help me out and i'll write you down as a volunteer and you can help me out with the kids oh wow yeah so I like literally went into a class, a kindergarten class for, I think I helped her out for a good four or five weeks. Oh, wow. And I went in twice a, twice a week or three times a week. And, you know, I, I, by the end of it, I'm doing story time and carpet time and like <laughs> all of those things that like uh, now I'm very far away from as a high school teacher. Um but then I was like, I like this. Mm. I like being in charge of the class. I learned a lot in that five weeks. And I was like, hey. I still have time. I could, you know, kind of look at a degree switch and I switched degrees to psychology 
and uh, decided to apply to teacher's college. But because you need a teachable subject, mm-hmm. um, I went into histories because that was my other really favorite course. And I did a minor in history, which allowed me to to become uh, a teacher. Mm. I always ask teachers this, and I'm sure at some point With over the course of knowing you is how, okay, if I were to ever be a teacher, which I decided very young, I didn't want to be, I was a day camp counselor for eight years and that was oh enough God, I that I was too. like, yeah, I think I'm done. Um, that's but, different. That's a glorified babysitter. That is, yes, it is, it, it is, is so totally different. different. It's but not really it made me realize that I don't think, because there was a point where I thought maybe teaching, but then I was like, no, I don't think I really like this. Um, but I always ask teachers because if I were to go into teaching, I always thought I would never want to be a high school teacher. And then there's some people <laughs> who say I would never want to be an elementary school teacher. Agreed. What made you decide to go the high school route versus the elementary It route? wasn't a choice. Oh. So I was in the elementary school panel. And so because I had the experience in mm. elementary school, I did teacher's college to be qualified to teach grade four to grade 10. Okay. Oh. So it goes primary right, right. and then junior and then intermediate. So I was in junior intermediate. Mm. And then the senior levels are a, a whole other qualification that you do in teacher's college. So I decided to do the junior intermediate with the goal of being hired in an elementary school. You wanted to teach like grade fours. I would love grade fours. And instead you're teaching grade, four, you, grade nine, grade 10. What are you, like eight, nine? What are you oh my God, you want me to do math? In grade okay. four, you are Six, nine. nine. Yes, nine. Nine. Okay, that's kind of cool. <laughs> to me, that was the best grade. I loved grade four. I did all my practice teaching in grade four. Mm. Um, I did one grade seven. Didn't like that as much. Grade four was amazing. I did grade five and I grade grade six as well. Um, yeah, I didn't have a choice. So what happened was because I was hired, you get hired by a board, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was hired uh, by a board. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they... The, the principals call you, right, of mm-hmm. schools where the need is, is there. And I received some phone calls. One was from a, a grade five, six class. I had also been hired um, by a second board nice. after okay. I was hired by the first board. So I thought in the late 90s, yeah. there was all the talk that uh, there was also there was teacher strikes. There was a lot of of. Um, I think there was a lockout that year when I was in, in, in teacher's college as well. And so there was this lot of like, oh, there's not a lot of jobs yes, there out was, there yes, there was yeah. in, in teaching. Yeah. So I was like, okay, the more boards I get hired, the more my chances. So mm-hmm. the first board, I got an interview to do a five, six class. I was like, sweet, I'll take it. Right. Yeah. But then I got an interview to do grade 10 um, and I thought, I'll go to the interview. Why not? I got to the school, loved the principal immediately. And then I thought, what about what well, about the principal did you love? I, I just found the interview to be so uh, comfortable. Okay. There was just something about the school that I really liked. It's a I vibe. Just, it's I, a vibe. It's an intangible. Yeah. It's, gotcha. It is very unexplainable. I got a good feeling. Yeah. Um, I found, and, and she called me back. And said, uh, I haven't heard from you. Like, the position is still available for you. And I thought, whoa, okay, well, she really likes me. <laughs> <laughs> and the 5-6 class was far. Gotcha. It was a, a, a trek. So I thought, okay, I'll take this one. It's a little bit closer to home. So I tried grade 10. It was a, a contract position to start. It was just a one year. So I really thought I was only going to do high school for one year. Mm. 
And then 23 years later, 23 years later, I'm at the same high school and uh, continuing into and I I, since then did senior qualification. So now I I teach grade 11s and 12s as well. Cool. Very cool. That's cool. How was it? And again, I know you and I have talked about this off mic, but how was it becoming a high school teacher like fresh out of university? So you're in your (laughs) early 20s and you guys can't see Phoebe, but she looks like she's in her early 20s now. So thank you. You look like a child (laughs) teaching. That's true. You know what I mean? Like she... You can imagine her 23 years ago, like she's a petite little person and now you're in this high school. Like, were you intimidated? Were you scared that like the kids weren't going to be respecting you? Is it weird for the dopey kids to be like, hey, miss... Hey, miss. <laughs> I never called anybody by their name. It was always, hey, Students miss. do that, right? Miss. It's miss and sir in high school. Miss, yep. miss, yeah. sir, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like, no one ever calls you by your full name in never, high school. Never, never. Ever, Everybody's ever. miss. Everyone's miss, and all the, the men are sir. Yep. So, um, it was very intimidating. It was very scary. But I am that person who's like, I will never show anybody and I will not show weakness <laughs> or else I was afraid they were going to eat me alive. So I'm like, I'm going to pretend just like I know what I'm doing and yep. I'm going to pretend that I fake it till you make it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But my very first day, so I taught at a uniform school and my very first day of work, um, a teacher screamed down the hallway, excuse me. You need to go to the office. You're out of uniform. (laughs) And I turned around (laughs) and I said, oh, hi. And I introduced myself. I'm a new teacher on staff. And she was so apologetic. Like, oh, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I was going to walk you down to the office. (laughs) You should have let that happen. Oh, that would have been really funny. Sure. Take me. Let her take you to the principal. The principal's like, what are you doing here, Phoebe? Shouldn't you be working? Like, apparently I'm in trouble. (laughs) I'm in trouble. I didn't realize staff had a uniform policy here. (laughs) But uh, that was that was very fun. Very fun. Yeah. Wow. I know when I was in high school, I had a couple of teachers that were like, especially in my senior years I felt like this person is barely older than me and it, it is yeah. kind of yep. yeah it is I had a teacher in grade 12 who was also fresh out of university so probably 22 23 however old 23 I guess yep. and um I was 18 you know what I mean? And it was like, right. We are so close in age. Yeah. Right. And I know that you and I get have talked about this, but I used to joke around with her because we had similarities in our appearance. Mm. And she once, ma- once made a comment to me like, you could totally use my ID and get into a club. <laughs> I tried so hard, Mark. Like one day I just went up to her like, miss, come on. We're I make, buddies. I make, We're this, buddies. I make this face like I'm disgusted, but I'm not. Because He's when like, I was in high school. That's the coolest when teacher I was ever. In, when I was in grade 13. Was it grade 13? Yeah, it was OEC. When I was, was it OEC? We was were OEC. We were OEC? We were OEC. It was grade 13 when we started high school, though. Yes. Okay. So, so you guys aren't quite that old yet. Some, oh, yes. Somewhere <laughs> in those years, it changed. There, yes. there was a younger English teacher. He was also a drama teacher. And he decided... I'm just going to date this uh, great <gasps> this, this OAC student. Yeah, yeah that was, happened to my school too. It was too. really fucking yeah. strange yeah. because I was friends with this person and we'd hang out. All and of us everybody hang, knew. All of us hang out together. One day I get into my buddy, his 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 van, his parents. Uh, and Chevy, there's the drama Chevy teacher. Astro van. <laughs> and I look in the back, not even in a seat, like in the trunk is the drama teacher sitting oh down all by himself, like sprawled God. out in the back. I'm like, first of all, what are you doing here, sir? He's like, you don't have to call me, sir. I'm like, no, what are you doing here, sir? And two, like, why aren't 
aren't you sitting in a chair? Like, <laughs> like why are you back there, like hiding? It's like the weirdest thing ever. Yeah, we That's had a similar experience. Scary. The same teacher I was so talking about, about did the same thing. She dated Is a this student. A normal thing to happen. I know you can't say yes and you can't say no, but you could just. I'm gonna blink say if it's yes. no. I'm gonna say no now, but, but twenty years then. ago, I was on the cusp of that. Still, sort of being somewhat okay. Mm. Not not okay for a board or school, right, right, right. but it, it wasn't as frowned upon. Like other, as... other colleagues wouldn't look at this and be like, what are you doing? Or would right. they, can I tell you the weirdest thing about this whole yeah, scenario? Go ahead. The weirdest thing about this whole scenario is this girl's parents were so cool with this. No, I'm like, we are at, I'm at this girl's house for a graduation party. And our drama English teacher is there. And, He's chumming it up with her parents. I was like, I was so confused. So again, one because I'm st- I'm already wow. drunk out of my head. I was a drunk high school kid, and I'm like, I'm just so confused. I'm like, what is going on here? But see, remember you like, said I you left. were in OAC. Yes. So you were 19. We were right? 18, 19. 18, 19. You exactly. are in OAC. Yes. So 18, I'm thinking this, of this person this... was probably in his, his late 20s. Right. right. So this girl's parents are probably like cool she's got a boyfriend that has a good job <laughs> and you know she's done high school it's now true. really right they probably are like whatever it's not it's not illegal it's but right. i mean it's creepy nonetheless it's well creepy. now it's illegal right i think uh, somewhere in the 90s like laws and policies actually changed around this mm. so a person can be charged which means it was illegal when it happened when i was in high school <laughs> Yes, I'm pretty I sure I started high school was. in 99. 99? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. And like I said, that one teacher who kind of looked like me and I would try to get her to be on board with me using her ID. I think I almost had her How too. How did that conversation go? Wow. Like, what, what? Yeah. So she brought it up. We were in class. And the funniest thing was she was my law teacher. This is the best. And so... She probably went to York, did concurrent education. <laughs> and was one of the dopey people. And therefore... Well, I made a joke to her once. It wasn't even... A, it wasn't a joke, actually. Um, I was 17. But I think I was nearing 18 because I was in grade 12. So it was probably beginning at grade 12. And I was 17. And a bunch of friends on the weekend were going to a club. And so I had mentioned to her that I was going to this club. And I said, I have an ID, but eh, I'm, I'm just hoping it'll work. And I'm just openly talking about this with my law teacher because again she was like 23 i felt like i was talking to somebody that i was friends with (laughs) no i was probably 18 anyway doesn't matter she then said to me well actually you kind of look a lot like me i said i do look a lot like you that's an interesting observation interesting the way you kind of look a lot like me like that's uh, that's maybe she didn't (laughs) use those words maybe i'm see everything i say so literal you kind of look a lot like me i am i I am trying to recall something that happened almost 20 years a fucking English teacher. <laughs> so yeah, she brought it up, and um, anyway, I never ended up getting her ID. But Phoebe similar, similar thing happened is what happened with you. <laughs> yeah. I was at a friend's house, actually, Mark, a friend you know. I'll tell you later. But I was at a friend's house, okay. and the phone rang, and it was like you know, like the phone like that your parents had probably when I met you, the one that's like on the wall with the call display, like it's not a cordless yeah, phone. Yeah, it's got a cord to it. Yeah, and it's got a dial. It's rotary. Yeah, <laughs> no, not a rotary. So <laughs> I remember those. No, not that old. Right there. But the phone rang and I could see the call display from where I was sitting. And I looked and I was like, am I seeing this? Pro- that it's That's my teacher. law teacher. 
Like mm. the law teacher was calling this person's oh house. Oh my God. And I anyway, so he answers the phone and it was actually for another guy that was there hanging out with us. And I was like, whoa, not only is she calling a student's home, but she's calling to speak to his friend because she knows he's here. So we're all hanging out. This guy gets on the phone with her after they hang up. I was like, can somebody fill me in? Like, what the fuck just happened? And that's when I found out one of my friends was dating this teacher. I'm like, what? Hmm. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yes. But I honestly don't hear those stories anymore. Because everyone keeps them on the down low. They you must. Can't, you, can't, <laughs> you can't let that out now. Well, you would get in serious trouble. I You'd believe it's trouble. like uh, under sexual assault now, right? Like there is... Uh, can, when they when they change yeah. the whole laws around yeah, yeah, yeah. um like just you know how they defined sexual assault yeah i think that changed too with because yeah, um, as a teacher you're a person in a position of power right? exactly and, the, yeah. and your students yeah. are vulnerable it's the same concept in yeah. healthcare, right absolutely so you, you can't we can't treat our our spouses we can't treat our significant others because right. that would be considered sexual abuse exactly. under, the, under the rhp right so it's the right same so it works the same for teachers yeah. now so no it is definitely um it's definitely like not it's it's I haven't heard a story about this since Amanda has told me. Mm. <laughs> so that's a good thing. That, that is, is a good, good thing. thing. So maybe uh, teachers are a fun bunch. <laughs> There's a lot you don't know about us, Mark. Well, let's let's learn. Let's learn because what Mark really wanted to talk about is he wants to know how we ended up in this shitstorm. So to summarize for anyone who's not in Ontario, and I'm sure it's the same in some other places. The government kind of left it to the school boards to come up with a plan for school reopening in September. Okay. Mm -hmm. This, I don't exactly recall when that happened, but uh, Phoebe September. can tell you about that. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> but then the school boards came up with three possible plans and then had to wait for approval from the government. Okay. And from what I understand is they weren't given this approval until maybe a couple weeks, if that, before school is supposed to be reopened. So there's three plans that were put forward and we're waiting for we're the waiting provincial for government approval. to say plan a plan b or plan c exactly right yes so exactly. so 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 the school boards developed these plans yes they did so the school boards put these plans together as a skeleton i assume and present and say hey these are their th these are the three things here these and, are the three models and then they, three models. And then they yes. sat on their hands and again i'm like i said right, i'm not right, right. i'm not totally blaming the school board but in okay. my eyes that was definitely mistake number one you is sitting not, on your hands waiting for approval you mean not developing in full three mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Po possible not outcome. even not okay, even yeah. developing in full but you know well, again phoebe and i've talked about about some of the things that maybe could have been done and yes. she can expand on that. Okay. But so that was step one was uh, the government gave left it to the school board, come up with some plans. The school board did that. Then they had to wait for approval. Then the approval came. And then it was so close to reopening time mm -hmm. that then it was the school board scrambling to try to make something happen. That's why start dates were pushed back. And then suddenly there was this whole shit storm where there was like 900 teachers short for virtual learning. Yes. Um, but again, I, there's, I don't want to only pick on the school board because I've got bones to pick with the government as well. Okay. But there, from the parents' perspective, I saw a lot of mistakes in what the school board did, as I said, with sitting on their hands when, you know, when the plans were waiting for approval. But worse than that was, we were given as parents deadlines to choose virtual learning or in-school learning. Okay. 
And once those deadlines passed, um, the school and that board, was an August date. That, that was, was it like was August twenty sixth. It was August twenty sixth yes. that we had to choose by. And since then, the school board has been allowing people to switch. And so that's where this big fucking disaster came up because a whole bunch of people, once Ontario cases started going up, a whole bunch of people decided fuck this, I'm not sending my kid to school anymore, I'm moving to virtual. Okay. So now the virtual school is a disaster. There's kids who don't have teachers yet. There's kids who haven't started yet. Um, and it's a big deal. And so as I was saying to Phoebe in the treatment room that you had all of these ideas. And I said, what you're forgetting is there's so much red tape. And that's how this started. Is Mark was saying, so whose fault is this? Is this the government, the school board, the teachers union, or all of them? So we wanted a teacher to weigh in on some of the the mistakes maybe that were made or things that could have been done better. Right. Like my opinions mean nothing because I'm an outsider, right? I'm I'm looking in. I don't really know. But those were things never those were things that I observed. (laughs) I feel like maybe the school board could have jumped on things sooner, but I say that without knowing what they, you know, what they were allowed to do, right? Right, right. Um wow. Okay. So uh, it's hard to even know where to begin because um, as a teacher, the whole process was frustrating. When COVID lockdown happened, um, it was it was at first a two two week by two week basis, right? Right, where we really were under the understanding that we were going to go back to work after two weeks, and then two weeks came and it's another delay, and then okay, we thought after Easter. This this is going to happen, right? When did you finally realize it wasn't happening? That I, at, after Easter, yeah, like okay. right after yeah. after Easter, we figured what would be the point? Why would they send back all of us uh, to places where they're going to put us at health risks? So we kind of figured this is going to be the end. We're going to end it this way, and it was really sad. Um, I taught grade twelves. Um, I had to cancel their prom. Ooh, we I, I was I was uh, the the uh, coordinator of the prom this year. Um, We had to cancel graduation. Um, We did deliveries to grade 12s. Uh, We uh, dispersed uh, like just cute little banners from our schools. And we tried to try to make the ending for them nice. Mm -hmm. But um, it was sad. It was a sad way to end the school year. And I feel I really feel for that cohort more than any. Mm-hmm. I think they got it the Gen- worst. Generally, were they sad, or they were they like, "Fuck, I, I I finished school in March, yay!" No, they were sad. They were sad. Yeah, they were sad. The grade twelves were for sure. Yeah. I'd say the junior grades were going woohoo! This is awesome. But I think the senior grades um, were really concerned about starting university this way. Mm. They were worried about, "Am I ready?" Did I get enough of the skills and right. content? Not to mention, what do you look forward to in high school? Your fucking prom. I know. That sucks. Yeah. And starting university like this? Yeah. Definitely. Your first year, so your frosh is virtual online parties. And <laughs> like, Stupid. Right? And that's what they're doing. That's what a lot of the universities are doing. What else can they do? Yeah, there's exactly. nothing they can do. So I, I, I felt for that group. And so we just kind of, okay, after... After Easter, we figured we're not going back. So the frustration was, let's start developing a plan. Like I, I thought um, the government would allow the school boards to begin thinking about September. We were thinking about September already. In June, you mean? In May. I was thinking May. Like, okay, we're obviously not going back. But what's September going to look like? So I really felt that, and I was saying this to Amanda, that 
this is a time, it's a pandemic where we shouldn't be um, against each other. We should be working with each other. And this should have been a time where, you know, we settled on the strike as teachers. We were striking, mm -hmm. right? We settled. And I think we settled for a lot less than what we wanted because of the circumstances like we 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 figure like we we want we want to be we want to be teaching this is a really hard situation so we settled okay now it's up to you guys let's start working together as a team mm -hmm. to start like putting together some some models and plans of what september would look like and it wouldn't be that hard to say by june to start you know putting school off and saying okay you know instead of going till june 26th right I think they could have ended school a little bit earlier, maybe two weeks earlier, and start doing uh, training sessions with teachers on virtual teaching, start getting us more um, ready mm -hmm. for that aspect of it. Because even if September is okay, we're, there's going to be an online component. Yeah. And that's we the thing is, all, I think we all knew I that. think everybody knew that. And like, you know, we were talking about before, there were going to be teachers that were not going to be comfortable going back in September. So the ones that knew they were going to be virtual teaching or knew that, you know, start some sort of pilot project, start working with them and figuring out like, what can we do? Right. Because it's not something that's ever been done before. Right. And I see both sides of it. Like I see the parents who are like, okay, let's be patient. You know, we're trying to create a school for tens of thousands of kids online. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. The frustration from the parents is that it's been months that we knew this was Absolutely. coming and now it's being scrambled and there's kids who are just sitting on their fucking hands right now waiting to meet right. a teacher. And I, I don't think good decisions are made reactionary no. and, and under pressure. So the decisions could have been made back in June and I think they would have been way more beneficial to the students and to the teachers and put together a team of teachers. I would have liked to have some input mm -hmm. on uh, what models and what situations would have looked best for students. Um, but so do that we think this really was, do we either. think this was the fault of the government not giving any direction or do you think the school board should have taken some initiative here? Cause that's what I'm saying. Like I'm seeing where I think the school right. board could have done better, but I don't understand the red tape, you know, like did they right. have to wait for the government to tell them what to do? See that? I'm not sure. I, uh, it would be nice to actually talk to school board employees, mm -hmm. right. To find out that one, like could they have taken more initiative from an outsider? I'll tell you what it looks like from me and I'm just a weirdo. So don't listen to anything I have to say. I feel like no one would ever take initiative on anything in these matters because at the end of the day, no one wants to absorb the blame when it blows up. Mm. So everyone is like, not my circus, not my monkeys. I'm just going to sit back and wait till I'm told I need to do something right. or I get the okay to do this. I'm not taking the initiative. I'm not bringing up anything. I'm not going to try to create solutions because if this backfires, it's on me now. Right. And that's probably what the boards were thinking right. in waiting for government initiatives mm -hmm. to say, okay, we'll give you, um, we'll give you the chance to work with this. Well, we will and school early, right? right? We're not going to make these kids go to June 28th. What was what was the point of that? I think yeah. that that could have been a really good solution to start there and start back in June and take those two, three weeks that we used to delay September mm -hmm. could have been used in June mm -hmm. to come up with these models. Like model A, it's back to normal. Cases are below 100 and we're good. Model B, a combo, right? right? A combo where they are coming in person right and doing virtual. How's that going to look like? How are we going to staff? You know, how are we going to schedule? 
And then Model C were completely online. And what I was kind of getting at the beginning was, I feel like if these were not just skeletons, but fully functional models, then it's easy. It's easier to implement, to implement. them yeah. in a timely manner. Absolutely. And then when something is not working, it's easy to flip it in right. a timely manner. But when they're not functional, because right. no one has done it, then... Well, exactly. Like it's very easy to say like, okay, we'll give parents a choice, virtual learning or in-class learning, but they didn't have a plan for virtual. And again, this is where a lot of frustration came both with teachers and parents is there was also a lot of lying, like a lot of dishonesty. I I guess lying and dishonesty are the same thing. I tried to make it sound less harsh with the dishonesty, <laughs> but there was. You would have the government saying, oh, we've been working on these great plans. And you'd have the school board saying, we've all been working together and the staff and teachers have been in training for weeks. And here I, I've got tons of friends and clients who are teachers and they were like, I don't know who's in training because I don't even know what I'm going to be assigned to. Exactly. There are still teachers that I know that have have not been given an, a teaching assignment. Yep. Like yep. some of so the, the teachers were in the dark. Yes. yes. We um we we didn't find out information as fast as parents did in mm. the summer. So our our the, the communication system was not was not functioning well. And we were kind of kept in the dark about a lot of things and then when the model came out that this is what, what was going to happen, I don't think they expected that many students to go online. Mm. Oh, yeah. I think that was a problem, too. I think they were thinking, oh, maybe 10% are going to go online. Maybe one out of 10 kids. And it's what, like roughly 50-50, isn't it? And it might be even it, uh, more now. I think where I am, it's approximately 30%. 30% online. The yes. school that my daughter goes to last I time like I had looked at the numbers tons, was 50-50. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like at half. Capacity. Our school at full capacity has four hundred students, yeah, and there's like, two hundred back in person. <gasps> yeah. Wow! So wow. it's uh, yeah, quite a lot of people chose virtual learning, and so that wasn't an expectation here, and that's mm -hmm. why they they struggled to staff. And um, I I thought that they were going to possibly follow like a summer school model in high school, where you do one course at a time, right, for five weeks, Ooh. and you have kids who are going to come in person in the morning yep. and any online kids you work with them in the afternoon. That makes so much sense. And I thought that would have been a lot easier. So you didn't have to create a whole virtual school. Right. I st everybody still has their jobs. Like we had, we were surplus teachers. Uh, teachers were not given choices. They were like, mm, we don't have the classes here. So you are going online, mm. whether you like it or not. And so that was happening at schools. And so, that was already a struggle and a challenge for teachers, not to mention, oh, by the way, you're going to be teaching um, English and you start tomorrow. <laughs> See, okay. I don't necessarily agree with Mark about the teachers being the dull I'm lights just, on the tree. Hey, I'm just but joking. I know joke. you're joking. But now you've got somebody. Okay, so let's take the scenario I was talking to you about earlier, where I've got a teacher that I know that's a year or two away from retirement. Okay, so she's not a spring chicken. Mm -hmm. And now she's <laughs> going to be expected to learn. Like, my mom barely knows how to use technology you know right, what i mean and she's right. she's only 60 right so you've got teachers who are 
above 60. And I'm not saying it's all age, you know, some older people do understand technology, but they didn't grow up with it all the time. And now you've got to learn how to teach virtually, you have to understand the technology, know how to troubleshoot all of this. And you might possibly be teaching a subject that you've never Never taught taught before. And so this is where, like I said, I feel for teachers, because I know there was a lot of people that were like, you know, the teachers are complaining and this and this and what more do you want? I'm like, in what other job are you thrown into a fucking shark tank? go and don't fuck it up because then everybody's going to be mad at you. Yeah. And and, and I kind of make the analogy of let's say you're a lawyer and you're a real estate lawyer and they say to you, oh, by the way, tomorrow you're going to be a criminal lawyer and you've got a court case and you got to go tomorrow and deliver to the jury mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and protect this person. Uh, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not my specialty area. Right. And so we're, I mean, we they do look at your qualifications Mm -hmm. so it was very unlikely you were teaching something you never taught before yeah but it's i was actually very likely that you're teaching something you haven't taught in 10 years so that requires prep that requires us to you know review and get on board with being able to deliver material and that's one of the hardest things is delivering material you're not familiar with and you have to do it tomorrow. So this is a perfect time to bring in the teachers unions because in all of these battles that always exist, right, right. the teachers union, of course, comes up and there's going to be people who are saying the union is, you know, fucking shit up. I, I don't know one way or another. But in this scenario, was the teachers union jumping in saying like, no, this goes against this person's contract. No, they can't do this. Like, was, was there red tape there being put forth by the union? There was some. Um, I don't know about the ca- the cases of your your class load. You still have to meet the teacher contracts. You can't break contract. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, you are still entitled to a prep period, and and yes, they still have to um, go to your co- qualifications and seniority. A person with more seniority is entitled to teach a course over someone who's newer. Right. You know, um, so I mean, those things are all those policies are still there. That was never out the window. Um, I think the union was uh, their their voices were loud on people who said, I, I need to go virtual. Like right. people who were really were at a health risk. I think mm-hmm. the union was there immediately as a priority for them to say, no, like you you cannot send this person into the classroom. Right. right. Um, the union was 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 uh, a big voice in getting us technology. <laughs> like, so now part of our uh, job is to teach online. Would you not assume that you would be provided with a laptop? Yeah, I've heard this from a couple of teachers that were like, it, back in March, actually, they were just fucking fuming because, you know, the ones that I know have their own children. And one of them was saying to me, so now I have to set up this Google Classroom, which I've never done before. Right. I've got to teach online. Right. I have to homeschool my other child. We have one family computer and it's a shitty computer and right. I don't know how to get a laptop. They're not they're not providing it. Right. I just spoke to a parent the other day who um asked for a laptop for their child back in March when COVID happened. Uh they received a device in June. I'm not I'm not anti teacher. I'm not anti-teachers union. However, again, from an outsider that knows nothing about any of this stuff, this is what some of these things look like to me. 
it looks like people are complaining about doing their job. And I'm not saying that your job hasn't strayed from what it was or what you, you, you need to pivot and you're being forced to pivot. Right. Which is what a whole bunch of other people are doing. The only difference is Joe Blow down the street that works in the office, no one hears about him. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. So... We're in the media a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes. Well, and absolutely. that's why we wanted to have this discussion because, yeah. again, as an outsider, it's easy to point fingers exactly. at Doug Ford or point fingers at the teachers unit or point fingers at the school board or even pointing fingers at the teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said to you when you were getting your treatment, I have another client. You've run into her in here pre-COVID, right? Right, and right. She's also a teacher and with a different school board. And she said to me, like, I used my union to my advantage. And she is fucking living the sweetest life right now. You right, know, she, right, right. because of her health issues, was able to not only go virtual, she's allowed to work from home. She has a decreased course load. So she's only teaching two courses this semester. Like she is living the dream. Right. And I mean, good for her. But also then there's people who are, you know, getting, as I said, thrown into a shark tank. And so as Mark said, there's certain people where it looks like you're complaining. I'll tell you what the crappy part is, because there's a whole bunch of people, there's a whole bunch of teachers that would probably thrive on the idea that I'm getting thrown into the shark tank and be like, put me there, give me that challenge. But no, we can't. It's going to this person. Like, you know what I mean? So like when I hate the whole red tape thing, because this is a scenario where it's impossible for there to be a hero. It's mm-hmm. impossible, yep. right? Because mm-hmm. a hero simply comes up and says, this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to make it work and riles the team together and, sa- and then makes it work. And makes it right. Exactly. Yes. There is no possible hero here. No. And the funny thing is you have so many individuals that would happily step into these types of roles and make things happen, but they can't do it because their job does not allow them to. Right. It is such a weird fucking thing for me. I'm a <laughs> hardcore entrepreneur, so right. this to right. me is fucking foreign right weird i'm like how do you guys function in the world if you can't even make decisions like i don't i i have a hard time with it i get it and i get why it's there but it doesn't it's i can't i I, it is totally different it is totally working different working with for a government and working on your own as an entrepreneur absolutely it's crazy to me it's crazy to me but you're right like i all i see are teachers going I'm I, I'm doing it. I'm in there. Like we're, we're not complaining. Yeah. I, there's nobody that I work with that is complaining right now. We've all want to get back to work. We just want to do it well. Yeah. Like I I'm I'm a very proud person and we are all very proud. We take pride in what we do. And for you guys as massage therapists, you know, you want to be able to take care of your client correctly. Mm-hmm. So you want to have the knowledge and background before you just, you know, okay, yeah, go go take care of her TMJ <laughs> without having any knowledge about TMJ. Yeah. Um, you, you would take a course. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's all we want. We want to be properly trained so that I can do this right. I want to be able to deliver this to you properly. Mm-hmm. So I want a laptop. I want a laptop with a camera so I can see you and I can do synchronous learning with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because some laptops, one of my old laptops doesn't have a camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my personal computer at home didn't have a camera. And when we were stuck in COVID, I'm like, I can't do synchronous learning with them. And that changed week by week. Do synchronous learning with them. Oh no, don't be careful. No, 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 you can't. So it was, we were getting all these mixed oh, messages. Yeah. Use yeah. Zoom. Don't no, use no, no, Zoom. No, 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 don't use Zoom. Yeah. Use Google Meet. Well, guess what we're using now? A Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like after all this uh, back and forth, we are back and and, uh, we have the license to use Zoom now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, so that's good to know. So a week ago, I found out I can use Zoom again. Okay, so we're, I, I just want to be able to do this properly. I yeah. want to be able to be that t- good teacher because yeah. these kids are, they're, they're wanting this. Like I've never had so many students leave my class thanking me as in the last two weeks. Yeah. They're like, thank you. Thank you, miss. I'm like, oh my God. I think COVID's really wow. bringing out a lot of gratitude in people though, because it's like, we it's so cheesy to say, but it's true. You realize like how quickly everything can just shut down. That's it. You're right. not allowed to do anything. You can't see people. You can't see your family. You can't go to school and you're like, what, what the fuck? Like, right. you know what right. though, I also get the feeling just, I don't know. What do I know? I'm an old man, but I also get the feeling. Hey, that, I'm the same age. Uh, well, <laughs> She's actually a few months older. You're, so. a, you're a young lady. <laughs> I also get the feeling though, like, like not like when I was in high school where being a deadbeat was cool. I don't think being a deadbeat's cool anymore. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I get as a feeling, student, yeah. yeah. Hmm. I get that feeling cool? as well. And see, I don't know, because when I was yeah, in school, it was it was cool. Is being so. a deadbeat cool? Because it's it not was cool. It's not cool anymore. So you were going to be surrounded by all these students that are very thankful Competitive. and grateful. And, you know, they, they want to learn. They it's like want to di- do well. Like for me, it was a whole different story. Let's go have liquid lunch and go to the fucking assembly. And if we make English class, then great. And if we don't, oh, even that's better. that's a small group now. <laughs> oh, that is a small boy. group of students. Uh, the larger group of kids want to do well. Mm. I think they're mm. they're very um they're very gracious. I was just saying this to my husband. I find kids are really nice now. <laughs> like that is really just, really nice to hear. They're actually. so <laughs> warm and welcoming and they are inclusive. They're accepting of one another at least in my community. Yeah. They're really wonderful. Like yeah. I do um uh I I, I was the first to begin a, a gay straight alliance. And I was a little worried, you know, how, how is this going to be accepted in my school? Right. N- not one issue ever. Yeah. It's, um, it's a very different world. The other high school. Well, you also probably can't have an issue like that. If no. you had an issue, then whoever has the issue just looks like the fucking asshole. Exactly. That's like, what I'm saying. That's why that's the thing issue, is it's not, can't. it's not cool to be the asshole anymore. Whereas exactly. like when you went to school, when I went to school, it was kind of cool to be the deadbeat. And I mean, I always joke with Phoebe about like the calls my parents used to get because <laughs> I was, I was a good student in terms of getting good grades, mm-hmm. but I also had a lot of friends and my friends, some of them, if any of them are listening, sorry no offense but they were they were deadbeats right like they were they were standing outside of the school smoking and you know and I was like oh okay well that's my friends are doing so I'm gonna do it and then the teachers would call my parents like she's not meeting her potential and then my parents would come to me and I'm like I got 85 shut up right and I would go be a deadbeat again at school right but I was gonna say the other high school teacher that I treat says the same thing to me she said I teach like 15 and 16 year olds Mm. and they're wonderful she's like they are literally like they're good human beings and I'm like, I am so happy to hear that Absolutely. having children. Like I was, af- yeah, I was afraid. Like what are the teenage years going to look like? And she's like, no, they're just wonderful people. They're good human beings. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. And I'll, I'll tell you this, 20 years ago, because um, this would never happen today because kids just wouldn't do this. Um, I had my car moved, picked up by <laughs> eight 
different grade oh, 12 boys I've done this. as a prank. <laughs> yeah. I've done this. So I came out to my parking spot. Uh, it was like an early 90s RX-7. So Mazda RX-7 <laughs> sports car. And a whole bunch of oh us picked God. it up and put it right against the portable. What the fuck is wrong with you people? He <laughs> But to the point where he like he would have to climb in through his like passenger side. (laughs) Okay, they didn't go that far. Uh, Uh, They and this was pre like videotaping everything, right? So they were all hiding, watching me come out, going, "Where's my car?" (laughs) Like I swear I parked here today, and Uh. it was. I'm walking, walking, walking through the parking lot going, oh, did I, what, what, is my car (laughs) stolen? And I just kept thinking my car is stolen. By the way, another staff member had their car stolen (laughs) So those, those were the days where I just, I could never imagine that happening with today's kids. Did they do it out of love though? Because when, when we did that. They totally. We did it out of love. They did it. It was a joke. It was a fun joke. As as a fun joke. They didn't ruin my car. It was honestly just for shits and giggles right so it wasn't like fuck miss phoebe let's no (laughs) because some of the other misses were getting their keys their car Car keyed okay yeah 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 yeah. by the sounds of it miss miss phoebe has always been uh, well liked (laughs) at her school so it's okay (laughs) so yeah things have changed and and yeah there were um a lot more issues 20 years ago than there are now. And I, I was saying too, I find today's generation of kids too are, um, the, they'll reach out for help. Mm. Like I, I feel as, as a high school teacher, I'm, I'm a lot more of a counselor than I've ever been. Um, they're not afraid anymore because they've been given that message of reach out. Yeah. You know, um, don't be afraid. Don't do this alone. Hashtag let's talk. Yes. Yeah. They're getting those messages. And so I am getting a lot of students. We have we have child and youth workers in the school now that never existed before. We have social workers in the school now yeah. um, that deal with uh, mental health. Um, and it's that's a great thing. I know we're supposed to be talking about oh, um, yeah. school reopening. Yeah, but since sorry. we're on this subject, I really this is a pressing question I always have is uh, what does bullying look like? now online is it all online do you guys see it at the school do you hear about it do you think it's worse than when let's say i was in high school i think it's better okay i think it's better i don't think is it's um the the face-to-face one doesn't happen as much i think more of the bullying occurs on social media now that could be more if not yeah, it could be more hurtful yeah. than the because face-to-face Because you, you can't well, escape it. That's what I mean. So I, yes. like when, when it's face-to-face, when I was in school, it normally ends in fisticuffs at 3.30 in the parking lot. And this, that's and we, boys. And we, and we throw down. Right. I don't know. When I was but, in high school, there was a lot of girl fights. But, but it ended, that doesn't, it that ended, doesn't happen it much ended there, there, right? When we're done fighting this out, yes. we have some residual hate for each other, and right. then, but we, 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 we know we don't want to do this again, and then this stops. Now, when you are cyberbullying, you go home, and it's there. You go to sleep, it's there. You wake up, it's there. Absolutely. It's just never ending. It's, when it's... I'm getting bullied at school or, or something like that, and we end up in a fight at 3.30, it's over after I'm this. I'm not going to lie, this yes. is a huge fear for me. Like, I don't... As a parent, yeah, yes. I don't we're want teach my them to kids go to have. At 3:30. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> I don't want you teaching them anything right now. <laughs> Especially the term fisticuffs. Yeah, fuck? no, no, no. I know I haven't heard that since 99. 
I live there. I live there. Wait, where were we? Okay, where were we in the whole Sorry. back to school plan? So you were saying that you think that they could have, as you said, come up with plan A, plan A B, little plan earlier. C earlier. Yeah. But it, and you're not sure if. And I don't know why anything. And I don't know why it didn't occur. I um, I don't, I don't think it's you know this person's fault, this group's fault. Um, I just think they should have worked together. Like I think that in this kind of a situation, things are different. I just really would have wished that they would have got teams of people together, Mm -hmm. teams of teachers, teams of board members coming up, and and teams of government to say, look, and we have July and August. Okay. Even if we have to pay some people to come back in in July to work a little bit longer, take a couple of weeks of your summer, would you mind being part of a a task force to come up with some models and, you know, make some decisions, right? Maybe at the first couple of weeks of July Mm -hmm. um, to put together something so that we're not rushing in September in case you know, numbers do go up and, and people do uh, want to go online. Yeah. We need to come up with an online model. Well, she had really good ideas that we've, that. well, she had really good ideas and we've been talking about them all, I mean, all through the summer because she could, she was coming in probably weekly to get treatment. Yes. Yes. And we talked, I needed it. we talked about a lot of different, and you had really, really good ideas. And like, one sure, of the things that you said, one of the things that she said was, wait, wait time, 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 do these ideas just stay with you and your, your circle of colleagues or do you, yes. do you vocalize this above your head? No, I we never had a chance to. By the time I could vocalize, I'm like, oh, that decision's already done. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's why I wish I would have been able to. I would have put myself on a task force. Well, that's what I was saying. One of the ideas she had was exactly that. She said, why why aren't government officials or school boards getting teachers together to be part of the decision-making process? We're going to be the ones teaching the kids. Why are we not being asked for input? And I was like, that makes so much sense. Like, why are teachers being thrown into things blindly? Why are the people that don't actually work in the schools making all the decisions? And then again, once the decisions were made that, okay, school boards have to come up with the plans. The other thing you said, like you had just mentioned to Mark was, this could be so easy, at least for high school. Like you said, it already exists. There's a summer school model that already exists. That could have happened. That really was what I thought was going to happen. I thought, okay, they're going to go with one course at a time, five weeks. Every day you come in, you got a morning class if you want to do face-to-face and your afternoon class, I will re-deliver it to you. I'll repeat it online. And if you do that lunch and prep between like 11 o'clock and 1230. And I start with the kids and I go from one to three with the online group of kids. And to keep it fair, we'll do all evaluations online. So um, exams, tests and that so that the kids who are at home uh, or the kids that come in person maybe don't feel like that's fair, like they get to write it online and I don't. So all evaluations will be online. But kids who want face-to-face or wanted to do the face-to-face lessons can come in. So I kind of thought that that's what they were going to roll with. Did you come up with that? Or was this like, again, like, I mean, I know it's sort of what they do for summer school, but you seemed pretty set on this is what's going to happen. Why would you have thought that that's what they were going to do? Like, did you just think logical? Yeah, exactly. It's a lot. But it was (laughs) that it was that it just seemed logical. It really just seemed like the logical, simplest plan Mm -hmm. at this point so that we could have started immediately you really could have started september the 8th if you had a model like that because you're not changing schedules everyone's still teaching the same courses that they were given to in june Mm -hmm. um kids are not switching around 
Uh, kids are not going to be put with a virtual teacher they don't know. Mm-hmm. They have no clue who this person is. Um, qualified teachers will be teaching their qualified subject areas this way. So tell me what it actually looks like. You know, you keep mentioning this term cohorts to me. Right, I don't right. even understand what this means. Like, so what does it actually oh, look like? It took a long time for me to figure this out, too. Uh, right, try to make it make sense to us, too, dummies. Okay. So um, a cohort is under 15 kids. Okay. okay. Uh, if they ran their class and you had a class um, of 20 kids, Okay, then you have a cohort A and a cohort B of 10 and 10. So cohort A comes in on Mondays and Wednesdays and they come in uh, face to face with you. That cohort cohort B comes face to face with you Tuesdays and Thursdays and then they alternate every other Friday. Okay, then but that's your period one. They wanted these kids to take two classes. So instead of just being online with your period one in the afternoon, you have an online presence with your period two. So all together, no cohort because they're all at home. So then you're online from 1230 to 250 in whatever that looks. So you can do 40 minutes of uh, a synchronous lesson, send them off, get them to do their own individual work whatever you you see fit for that day. And then it alternates. Then the following week, then we see cohort A, cohort B of your period two that you had seen the week before online. So they come in every other day. Now, given that model, I only see the children face-to-face 12 times from now until November the 18th when this first quad semester ends. Face to face 12 times. That's all they're getting. Why so confusing? Like, and why was this Because the they did the two courses and then they have to split the two courses in half. Right. So you're getting basically four classes of kids. And it is to ensure that you have under 15 people in your class, which has been nice. Like, I, I, I do like the fact that they were split up in cohorts because mm-hmm. the poor elementary school people... That was not they an are option. Not. No, we have a full 21 children in our daughter's class. Right. I know some who, who are 25, yep. 26 yep. still. The kids just feel like, oh, this is like regular school, except with except a mask. Except we wear masks. Yeah. <laughs> so the high school model is better in in a, in a safety precautionary and, well, they could do that with high school where they come alternate days and times and whatever, because high school kids don't need babysitters. That right. model would have obviously not worked for elementary. Right. Now, blow Mark's mind. Tell him about study hall. Okay. So. It's ridiculous. At 11 o'clock, the students go home. Okay. And Most then um, <laughs> this, <laughs> we have, uh, we have to stay at school to do our online presence. That's why I thought they were going to provide us with laptops um, because there's definitely not enough computers to go around the school for every staff member. So staff are basically using their own personal computers because they we really have no choice if we want to deliver online information to them. Um, so we have that in the afternoon. Where was I going? What was study the hall? Study hall. So they are offering now. the The school board has suggested to offer that schools offer a study hall meaning if kids 
need to stay at school all day to use a device, they should be able to. So in the afternoon when they're supposed to learn online, instead of going home, there's a bunch of kids that stay, stay at, school at school and learn online. And learn online. And so there's the now, there's the now additional or... teachers that have been designated to supervise study hall because somebody has to supervise So them. our school hasn't done that yet um, because they don't know how to figure that out. We, we don't, who's going to do that? All of us are working online in the afternoon. Uh, they need to be supervised. And they also, the whole point of this was to not mix cohorts. Yeah. So now if you allow a study hall, you have to create a new cohort. Um, and now they're mixing with other cohorts. So it kind of seems like it's going against yeah, it does. everything it that they it's wanted. It's so weird because, but they also have to do that, right? They have to allow, like, I mean, not everyone's going to have a solid internet connection at home. Exactly. Not everyone's right. going to have like an unlimited, like people are paying by megabyte of download. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There's still yep. people on those types, so they have to have this like, okay, Or they well, have siblings. They have multiple siblings or they're, they're yeah. the parent is home working. Oh, jeez. And also, they're using the laptop. Can I ask you a question? Like, yes. Is there any particular reason why it had to be like, let's do September start? Like, if we all know it's going to be a fucking shit show, why can't we just all hit the pause button and say, you know what? Mm, October 20th is our new start date. And we're going to take a good month and a half to try to get this shit going. And do it properly. Exactly. Lots yes. of people have asked that question. Do yes. you know the real answer to that question? Um, we, or the answer you've been given anyway? Well, the answer <laughs> are, is, is really the pressure from the, the provincial government saying that students need to have... Strike for the government. Need to have a certain amount of hours to to really have a qualified credit. See, this is why things don't make fucking sense to me. If we're going to start out <laughs> two months after September, a month and a half, tack it on at the fucking end. Oh, but then you're going to have the teachers union being like, you can't fucking do that. You can't alter my contract, blah, blah. You can't have a fucking hero in any of this. Yeah, right. It is right. a big fucking mess. Yeah. You need to have these fucking people just get together and say, you know what? This is what we think should happen. We all agree that, okay, let's try it like this and let's all go full force into it. Like, it's just a fucking shit show yeah how does anything ever fucking get done no ever? It's, it's hard well and this is the thing is this is a scenario that has never happened before nobody was ready for it and I get as it. phoebe said it's a time where they should be doing as you're suggesting everybody should be working together throwing the red tape out the window how can we make this work exactly this is but my they're point, not doing it right at, at a time like this like exactly what you said this is just such a weird go right there it almost needs to be the point if we all have one objective and maybe a bigger problem is we secretly don't all have the same objective but any which way if we all have the same objective then we all just fucking decide this is what we're going to do and we say screw your special needs that you have or screw your own personal shit that this group needs to have accomplished or whatever the case is we're going for the greater good here right where the fuck is right. spock with all of this the right. needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few right and utilitarianism we get Damn. we get the pressure from the provincial government also that these kids needed to be back to school mm. like yep. so there was a lot of pressure as well on that like there wasn't um we didn't get a lot of sort of uh information saying that oh no people want school to be delayed no, we were we were getting the idea that the impression was parents want their kids back to school. Because they want them to go back to work. Well, and that's and the thing is uh, there were so, a lot of parents that wanted to get back to school for sure because they need to get back to work. But then it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. We all like 
you would have to be really fucking out to lunch or oblivious to anything going on in the world to not have expected that there was going to be some form of online school happening in September. It takes us back to June. We should have resolved this. We should have taken June. So maybe we should all just shut up and just decide, you know, this is a no win and let's just roll with the dice here. And, and let's you just know what? what I think I think let's that's all what stop complaining. Let's all yep. just like just let's all suck it up collectively. And, and Mark, like, that's I think what we've we're doing right now. Yeah. That's that's the feeling I get that's from my colleagues. Yeah. That we're all just kind of like not a, a defeatist kind of thing, but yeah. like, all right, let's go with it. Let's just go with let's it. Let's go with yeah. it. This is what we're thrown in. Let's give it a try. We've never had this ever before. Yep. This is new. So we can't go wrong in a sense because there's, <laughs> there's no, no precedent there's, there's here. Nothing to compare to. There's nothing to compare. <laughs> so let's try it. Let's go with it. And let's and I really do believe we all do it for the good of, of the students. Like I'm yeah. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I pop in my class. I'm positive. I'm I'm trying to make this work for them. I'm trying to be uh, a person who's gonna provide them with some sort of positivity and all of this crap that's going on around them mm-hmm. and just let them enjoy those few hours that I got with them and let's have fun. And I really, I like, I just look at them and go, no one's going to not do well here. We're, we're all going to do well. We're We're all getting through this. We're all going to get through this and you guys are going to pass, not do really well. Cause (laughs) I'm like, uh, you know, I'm not in the mood to fail anyone (laughs) during these times. I want everyone to do well. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm not about, them being not successful we'll find a way i think i've seen a lot of that as i said to you before i was super impressed with our kids school i didn't know what to expect obviously because i'm hearing all these things on the news and i'm again hearing like the government should have done this and the school board should have done this and you know you you hear a lot of it and i was like could have would have should have yeah i was like what am i walking into yeah and then we arrived on the first day and it was so clear, like we had such good communication from the school of this is what's going to happen. This is what you have to do. This is what time you come. This is where you go. And there was diagrams and pictures and like, this is the entrance that your class uses. And we got there and it was just so crystal clear. And the parents, the, I, I hope none of them listens to this. I'm sure they don't. But last year, I swear to you, I was like, the only thing I can't stand about the school is these fucking parents. Like, it was <laughs> driving in to pick her up in the afternoon and like people just not obeying, like, you know, this is one way or this is where you're allowed to stop. This is where you're supposed oh to park. You know what goodness. I mean? Like, parents just doing whatever the hell they wanted, but they're all compliant everybody is going to the place they're supposed to go all the parents at pickup because it's you know it gets a little bit crowded not really that you know people are pretty good at distancing they did a staggered like do they so, stagger them to leave school they don't stagger them to leave but again like i said only 50 percent return so it's right. really not that okay. many people okay. but the parents have been really good at like get your kid and get the hell out okay. like there's no lingering um all the parents are in masks when they pick up because right. you know we can't always stay completely away from each other. Let's be honest, okay. I just assumed I'm on school property. I better just wear a fucking mask. Uh, I would assume that too. But yeah. and, 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 and everybody has. I yeah, haven't yeah, yeah. seen any parents not in masks. Right. So the parents have been really great. The teachers are super organized. You know, they go out there every morning into their pod. They have all the kids lined up at arm's length apart. They do their attendance. They check it's all so their funny, passports. It's so funny, by the way, to see like, 
little kids that are like, I don't know, three feet tall <laughs> doing the arm Aww, spin. It's really cute. Like, it's you're really not, cute. You're not six feet apart, actually. You're two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but if you got two kids with the arms, it's uh, fine. No, it's hilarious. <laughs> it, but anyway, it's I, I have been really impressed. And so I've been really positive about it. Like she's really loving school. And I feel like the teachers, given the situation they're in, I'm like, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the principal. I'm impressed with all the staff there. We've okay, had zero out. issues. So, you know, this is where I'm going to be like. I know. So you're, you're saying you want me to give them a medal for doing their job. You're impressed with someone that's just doing their job, right? That, 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 is that where we're, we're at okay. right now? But, but Mark, after someone, every, someone's achieving, but after everything we just. No, but, but after Mark, everything we just. We were. We were. No, but honestly, like, I, I'm impressed, too, because. You, we came up with this in such short amount of time. I'm just being stupid. I, I'm, I'm actually fully grateful for everything that our school. <laughs> no, I actually, yeah. I'm just being. The school, yeah, the school's done a really good job. He's joking. But the around, ease though, of it because, is because someone's yes. doing their job. Yes. Things get screwed up just when people don't fucking do their job. It, agreed. Yeah, that's yeah. all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. do what you're supposed to fucking do. Right, right. Just yeah. meet standards. And everybody's right. been doing it. And like I said, I was most concerned about the other parents. I'm like, based on the shit show that that parking lot could be last year, I was like, what are we going to encounter? And I'm watching these parents like actually go to the places they're supposed to go. And I'm like, okay, at least everybody's reading the communication from the school. Like there's there's been pretty good compliance. I think anyone that decided I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take my kid back to school, they're all about following all the instructions. Yeah, and, you it's know. Been really I think so too. Yeah, they, they're like, the I don't want to mess this up. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I really do want my kid here. Yeah. The people that I feel most sorry for right now combined are um parents, students, and teachers in the elementary virtual school. Mm. That that has been a bit of a disaster because, again, there's not enough technology for everyone. Little children need to be supervised. They can't just be on laptops alone. Right. And I, I've seen some really kind of nasty things online about people saying, well, you you chose virtual school. Maybe you didn't. I saw somebody yeah. come on and say, listen, I have an autoimmune disorder. And my my doctor specifically yeah. said I am not to yeah. send my kids to school. Or a grandparent lives with them right. or something. Yeah. So there's people who have to do virtual. They don't have enough technology for all their kids. Now they're waiting for their kids to meet their teachers. And they're all just sitting in limbo and they're getting told by, you know, the virtual school communication will say, you'll receive a call Friday by three o'clock. And then there's a whole bunch of people saying it's Friday at four o'clock. I've heard nothing. OK, you'll receive a call by Tuesday at three o'clock. It's Tuesday at four o'clock. I've right, heard nothing. Right. So there's all these kids who don't have placements yet. And there's some parents who are rolling with the punches, as you said, because what else are they going to do? Right. But there's some that are like, I've taken time off work to help my kids get started but I have to go back to work exactly. and I don't know what to do and we have no answers. Exactly. And, and this is where, although, yes, we're at the point where we just have to roll with it. Mm -hmm. If planning had started a little sooner, mm -hmm. these virtual kids wouldn't be in the predicament they're in and these parents wouldn't be losing it. And there wouldn't be teachers who are still like with their hands in the air like, I don't even know what I'm teaching yet. Exactly. I haven't even been assigned. The last I heard, there was one point that they were 900 teachers short in our school board. The last I heard, I like, think there like, was still like 50. the school board needs to hire more teachers? 900 teachers for virtual learning. Wow. Because there was over 20,000 kids That's enrolled in virtual time, school. If, 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 you're, if you're a teacher... If you're a licensed teacher, man, you want, I you heard want a that job they were, change? Can you get it? Can, can oh, get and I heard they were calling back for tired teachers. Yeah, they were asking. Because like, I know people that have teaching degrees that are that don't do teaching. I always I always used to tell them, like, just fucking get into teaching, will you? Just do what you fucking went to school for. Oh, my God. You probably could have been hired like, during this situation. Like that, eh? Yeah. Well, in this in, in this climate, for sure. Yeah, and then the teachers union would keep you on for a fucking ever. Yeah. <laughs> once you're there. Once you're there. So, yeah. I mean, again, if, if things had, shoulda, woulda, coulda. 
yet. There's no going back now. All everyone can do is move forward. But yeah. I definitely feel for those people because the in I feel in, for everybody. The in class learners ha- definitely had the advantage here because the teachers that were assigned classes in school they've they've done this before, mm. right? It was just you know we have to do some new training and some new protocols and, and make we, sure that re- we keep redesigning distance. lessons because like right. I'm I'm teaching for two and a half hours now. Right. One this this class. So now my lessons are changing in a sense. So I I and I didn't really have time to do that. Mm. Not complaining, Mark. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're just you're doing your job. I'm doing Why my job and I want to do it well. Why would you complain about doing your job. But right? I also am used to <laughs> 75 minute classes. Mm, right. And yeah. now it's doubled. So I've got to sort of redesign and it, and some people think, well, you just put your two lessons together and like, no, it, it doesn't no, kind of work yeah. that way because there's there's assigned work that goes with it or there's a movie that goes with it or a YouTube video. Or and so now I've got to kind of save those for things that they could do online. Like that would be cool. Like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to now waste an hour documentary right. in my in class. Now, okay, you can watch that actually mm-hmm. and do the worksheet on it online in the afternoon. And now you get me. Mm. And so I'm like, woo, talking yeah, it's for a lot two of, and a half It's hours. a lot of reorganization. But again, it's, I mean, it, not that it's not challenging. Of course it is. But it still seems like the in-class is a little bit smoother. The virtual is yeah. just such it's a smoother. shit show. Yeah. It's smoother. To stand and deliver like that for, for an increased amount of time? How did you like that? That's a challenge. That's a little bit of a challenge. Ooh. I was I was getting dry throat because <laughs> you're in a mask you're too, a mask, right? Yeah. Uh, we take them. I took them outside uh, halfway through the 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 period, and oh, yeah. we had a nice little break outdoors. Nice. And you know they get to drink some water and take their mask off. But it's funny how many of them are just keeping their masks on. They're like, oh, we're just used to it now, Miss. Like yeah, yeah. it's it's okay. And some of them are like, no, 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 just keep going. We don't need a break. Let me ask you a question about this mask thing. Com- completely different from school because we were talking about this the other day. Do you feel less intimidated by people now that everyone's wearing a mask? Or do you feel more intimidated because you can't see someone's face? By students? Or like in staff general, in, general? in general? Just people. Just the everyday average person you're walking, walking You're walking around and everybody's masked. He's like, does that make people more intimidating or more scary or, you or more less intimidating? Or are you more comfortable? Pre-COVID, if you saw someone walking down the street in the mask, in a mask, you'd be like, why are you wearing a mask? Right. Um, <laughs> well, I just in general. I don't I mean, think so. I, I, don't, I don't feel that. I don't feel fear or intimidation if mm. it's like, um, oh my God, is this really a new, a new student right, in right, right, my right. class? Or I'm also curious. Like, so for example, I went to use a bank machine today, right? And behind me were like three other dudes in masks, and I was thinking to myself, like, uh, I'm really comfortable with this. I would have been comfortable from before, right? But would I have wanted my wife to be at a ATM machine with a bunch of people that you you can't even identify? True. So I was just curious if it. But I f- I feel like people generally are like way more comfortable than I thought they would have been. I think so too. I think so too. I think we're all really comfortable with it at is school. It, is it is it that you're comfortable because you feel comfortable because you are covered and therefore you have an increased amount of confidence or less care because you're also behind that wall? Is that what makes you more comfortable or I don't know? No, I, I, I don't. psychology. Th- yes, yes. I, I actually like that question. That's a really interesting <laughs> analysis. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I think it is really just in our the forefront of our minds consciously that we are doing this under health circumstances. So mm. like 
before that, a mask represented fear. A mask was like, okay, you are hiding. hiding, You're hiding your identity. But now because everyone's masked and we know that that's the purpose and and the (laughs) rationale. Like I think a rational person goes, I have nothing to fear. This is more just about safety. And in terms of school, I mean, because we're like germ infested. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like if you were playing Family Feud and the question was, where do you get germs? School. Number one answer, <laughs> school. Number two, work. Guess what? I work in a school. So <laughs> I got a double whammy here. So it is um it it is already germ infested, right? So I kind of feel like, oh wow, like I'm gonna be I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to get sick this year. Mm. I'm hoping. Except you learned I'm from a trip to Walmart that that was, in <laughs> fact, that, false. Yes, yes. I didn't <laughs> actually get sick from school this year, which is, like, really ironic. So, Side note, uh, Family Feud, have you ever seen the, there's, there's a, a clip that I've seen on YouTube Steve Harvey's like, like the dumbest answers. Yeah, dumbest answers. Oh, the N- give mom. us a name that starts with H. Some guys like Jose. Jose, <laughs> show me oh. Jose with an H. Oh my God, I love Steve Harvey. No, no way, Joe's. <laughs> Did you see the woman who was asked to come up with a different name for how you call your mother? No, no. Oh, oh my God, it's the number one worst answer ever. It's on the number one. So I, I won't say anything. You got to watch it. But this woman wouldn't let go. I'm saying ma and thinking that that was a different answer. So she was like, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Harvey's like, uh, just, you know, changing the sounds around doesn't make it a difference. <laughs> and she wouldn't let it go. So he's like, I can't. You need to try again. <laughs> Mommy. <laughs> oh, it is hysterical. The Kardashians should stay off of Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> they are on Family Feud on Celebrity they, Yeah, Family they were. Feud. Oh, man. Yeah. Usually I'm the one that brings up the Kardashians. <laughs> I just thought, you know, we went with a dumb answer and I went to. I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, is there any other school related stuff that you want to Yes, any questions? About? We kind of been teachers, talking about teachers bang each other in the staff room. <laughs> Not that I've ever walked into one. No, no you've heard, but story that you stories you've heard. False. You're married to another teacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, no, they're so dirty. Staff rooms are really dirty. Yeah. Uh, nobody cleans the microwave. <laughs> oh, fridges are can be gross. Just so everybody knows that. Um, your staff rooms are are really disgusting. Teachers are people and some people are gross. Today when I arrived at work, it's just, it's been habit now and I'm sure it's habit for everyone. Even though I've been nowhere other than I walked to my car, I drove here and I I just came straight into my office. When I get here, I come in here, I put my purse and my phone down and I go and wash my hands. It's That's just what happens every single day. Mm -hmm. So I arrived to work today, I go to wash my hands. The bathroom in this building was fucking disgusting. I came back in here and I was furious. I'm like, these are all adults. This is an office building. It's all right. professionals. Right. I, there was one stall where they, literally there was like a mountain of toilet paper in the toilet. Oh. I'm like, if anyone does flush that now, it's going to clog. Oh. One seat had pee all over it. There was napkins and paper all over the floor. The sink was soaking wet. I'm like, why? You're wow. all adults. Is this how yeah, you treat? My school has never been cleaner. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah I bet. Thanks to this. probably so clean now. Yeah, they're... 30 ones are at home. <laughs> <laughs> and we 
here we we get like so few kids in um the yeah staff i think a lot of staff leave to go out for lunch now uh because we're not allowed to congregate where we can't like sit together with you know more you can't than, be in the staff room hanging out exactly yeah. there's no staff room hanging out so i think a lot of people leave and uh they probably use washrooms outside because i find uh i find it a lot cleaner yeah i bet schools are clean Everywhere my desks cleaner are now. getting cleaned uh that doesn't happen my floors are getting cleaned almost on a daily that. yeah that's stuff and i mean i've talked about this multiple times and i've joked with people like I appreciate the cleanliness of places now. But I was driving with my two very young children and before we left it was a, we were going on a 90 minute drive somewhere and I said, "Guys, do you need to go to the bathroom before we leave because we're about to be in the car for an hour and a half and now is not the time to stop and use public restrooms." Exactly. So, do you need to pee? And of course, they don't need to pee. We get about 45 minutes into the drive. The little one needs to pee. Do you think you jinxed it by asking? Of course I did. Because yeah. <laughs> I do that to myself. When I convince myself, uh, maybe I should take a piss first. Then I find that as I'm doing something, oh, I got to take a piss. But I noticed if I never say that to myself, I'm probably going to have to stop. And well, yes. I definitely jinxed it. And so we're about 45 minutes in and we're now in the country. Okay. So I... I've made this drive multiple times. It's up to my parents' place up north. So I know where like the rest stops are. I know where there's Tim Hortons. Like like I know where there's you know the washrooms. Best bushes to pee I know in. all the places. Yeah. <laughs> so i you know our kids. Will either of them squat in a bush? No. Drip they're dry, not gonna do it. They're not gonna do it. <laughs> so we pull off the highway and I know there's a Tim Hortons close by. So I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. I, I have no other choice, right? And at this point, I don't know if things were open for in like indoor dining yet i can't remember this is early in the summer so maybe not but anyway we stop at this tim hortons and i've got like my disinfectant wipes my hand sanitizer i've got like i've got all the stuff i've got like a whole kit that's coming in with me because i got to bring two little kids into a public restroom right now right i'm disgusted i'm like no this can't be happening like i literally just want to cry but she has to pee what are we gonna do so we go inside it was immaculate. <laughs> like the cleanest bathroom I have ever seen. It literally no smelled of clean. Like everything was clean. Every, the stalls were clean. The seats were up. The toilets had just been clean. Like everything was clean. And I thought, well, you, you know what though? It's probably because nobody is doing this. Everyone's afraid to use public bathrooms. This bathroom probably hasn't been used all day. Mm-hmm. Very true. So it was immaculate. So I was Very like, true. okay, I mean, obviously still I I was cautious and I covered the seat for, before they got on it. But I'm like, this is amazing. Like I have never seen a cleaner public washroom. Wow. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with that for sure right now that people yep. are not using it and that it actually is getting cleaned yeah. yep way more often now mm. nobody wants to be sued in these days right That's exactly You're, everyone's going above and beyond with their cleaning and disinfecting yeah. i appreciate the cleanliness i've always been somewhat of a germaphobe that way right um i've rubbed off horribly on my kids like that like our oldest one nobody can see me right now but i'm holding my hands up like in disgust if she touches anything now she like holds her hands like this until they get cleaned because right. she's she's like I don't want to touch my face I don't want to touch my body so she holds her hands up in the air she's, she's like I have to clean right? my hands yes. I touch something uh, I think I might have made it uh, a little bit too aggressive I might have gone a little too far she accidentally touched like with her elbow the side of an elevator and she was like mom mom my elbow touched the elevator I'm like you're not gonna die sweetie it's okay wow <laughs> Well, our students have to sanitize the minute they walk in. Yeah. Um, I was, I thought, am I going to have problems with teenagers and masks? 
Like, are you know, are they going to like wear it just over their mm. mouth? Are uh, they going to like wear, you know, bandanas instead of proper masks? I haven't had one issue. Do they have to be masked or they could be in any kind of face covering? They could have any face covering as of now. Okay. Um, but our, I think they are now going to provide us with actual cloth face masks for them. And um, our school actually ordered them. Hmm. Uh, that have like our school logo on it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's kind of like a to marketing. Yeah, a little. <laughs> hey. I was wondering if the schools were going to do that. It's a good idea. That's, our, that's kind of a good idea. Yeah. So they every grade nine got one. Cool. Coming in, that's uh, their their thing, and I think welcome um, to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I think uh the other grades have an opportunity to to have them too. I think if they wanted one, but so yeah, it, it hasn't been a struggle with that at all. I thought masking teenagers was going to be an issue. Do you guys spend more time on your eye makeup now? Totally. Yeah. I hate that I can't wear lipstick. <laughs> I love. Were you lip a ba- gloss. See, You come in here for massage, so I see you makeup less. Are Always. You, are you a makeup person normally? No. No, this is my extent, though. Really, yeah, like you've a got little like, bit of mascara. You've got smeared mascara because you've got massage face. <laughs> <laughs> I totally. I'm sure it looks like a raccoon. Right now. No, it's not that bad. But, but yeah, usually when I see you, you don't really have makeup on. Yeah. So, well, but, when, this it's this with lipstick. Okay. So now I you don't love, get your lipstick. I don't get my lipstick or my lip gloss. That's my only issue mm. with the no. mask. You would think, considering, yeah, and all anyone's going to see are my eyes, that I would spend more time on my makeup. I think I'm actually worse now. Like, I have not a because stitch of makeup on right now. Right. That you're like, fuck it. See? Yeah. You like, comfortable I covered. have nothing on my right. face. Like, not, even when, like, pre COVID, even if I wasn't going to wear makeup, I still would, like, have something, like maybe concealer under my, you know, for my mom bags or, like, oh, <laughs> I, I, would, I, I, I would use, like, powder on my face right, to make sure right. I wasn't shy. But I literally have not, I, I washed my face and left. It's because right. you're covered. Right. Like, I've got a stupid mohawk that I've been sporting for a long time. And the only reason why I wear it's it, I, why I, I feel comfortable taking my hat off and walking around with this stupid mohawk is because my face is covered <laughs> and you can't tell who the fuck I am under this. And I'm oh like, I'm going to keep this thing as long yes. as I can cover my face. It's Being awesome. anonymous changes people's behaviors. It That's totally a very does. Uh, psychological concept. Absolutely. Mm, for the better, for the worse. Phoebe. For the worse, generally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and today you are Phoebe. <laughs> I could do a podcast on uh, being a psychologist if you want me to next time. So what did we learn today? We learned that teachers do not bang in the in, in the, the staff, staff room. room. Because, because it's too dirty though. Right. Not not So for maybe COVID reason. will change it. Oh yeah, maybe. It's gonna be <laughs> some staff room shenanigans happening. What else did we learn? That teachers are resilient and not complaining. They're happy to be back at school. Yes. We learned that uh the board maybe maybe dropped the ball a little bit. We won't totally blame them, but maybe I, I think I would, they all did. I wouldn't say the board dropped the ball. I would I would put the board more in the position of barrier to uh, good outcomes. Yeah. Yes. yes, and the and the government because again the, government. the board did come up with the plans we'll and I know and I know that ball. because we were we were all informed like that was public knowledge when the board came up with their the their models. Barriers? Yeah, I meant the teachers union barriers. Teachers union their barriers. They can. Can be has barriers, yeah, yeah, but they also can be very helpful. See, I like that because yeah. I would have not said that because I would have not thought that. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. no, I, I I do believe that they yeah. they 
are there for a good reason. Yeah. And like and like Phoebe said, teachers just wanted to get back to work. So I think the union in this case was working for that objective. Let's get our teachers back to work. In but, a safe yes, manner. In a mm-hmm. safe manner. Yes. So that's it. The last thing I'll say is Mark did say, you know, I think I mentioned this to you. Why with the virtual school couldn't we have just had, you know, the teachers that are already there teaching bigger classes? But I learned that the teachers union definitely put a stop to that because that is going against teachers' contracts, right? Having like bajillions of kids at one time. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, again, as as a human, I'm like, well, that's yeah, that's fair. Like, why should the teachers have to take on so much more? Yes, we all have to pivot and shift, and you guys have already done that. Right. But teaching, you know, a thousand kids is a lot. Yes, absolutely. The bottom line at the end of the day, fucking five years from now, like none of this is gonna matter as much. I hope, hope it won't. I hope it won't matter yeah. five months from now. I just mean I just mean the the, the no, I don't think the, it's gonna happen that fast. The hiccup in the chaos that yeah. everyone has got their fucking arms up in air about. I think we're in it for the year, though. Yeah, like, I oh, think for sure. that this absolutely. is absolutely well, this, what, yeah, this, we're, we're what in this, it for year this year is going to look like. But I mean, I all hope levels. that once this virtual school gets up and running, that's it. Like it's running and now it is a possibility for the future. This is something that exists. And if we need it, well, you don't it you exists. don't think that this is going to be a natural evolution. Like we, this is the next step. We've discussed this and we both hope not. I hope not. Why do you hope not? I don't think virtual ask, learning ask the psychologist. is um, as effective as face-to-face learning. Mm, I'm with you. Yeah. Especially with children. Yeah. I mean, they need social cues. They need yeah. to learn mm-hmm. um, face-to-face. I think uh, a, a computer, I mean, we know that from the example simply of language. Right. Um, a child will not learn language from a television, from a, an iPad. It, it delays language. Mm. Language... Um, is a special part of our brains that can only be used by imitating another human. If you do not have another human being, that's why we replicate rep, replicate their language, right? So you speak mm-hmm. English, the child learns English because they're hearing and looking at you speak and they're hearing it. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't do that from a screen. And kids are finding that they can't learn as well from a screen. They don't get the nuances of, yeah. of what learning is is all about they don't get connections I totally they don't get examples they don't understand how this works not even just kids man yeah i fucking have done so many virtual classes this whole time with a bunch of adults and it's the same thing yep it's not the same it's it's very different i really hope that that doesn't happen to my profession i really hope that Mm -hmm. um this i was saying i hope it becomes a total failure the online um and that students and and parents realize that this was not the best learning experience. It was a learning experience. We learned. We learned a few things, um, but it's not the best. I think the best is is sharing ideas with each other in a room full of kids. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lie, when I'm sitting in this office by myself talking to my fucking screen. (laughs) Go a little loony. All day long to a whole bunch of people that I'm hoping are with me and absorbing what's going on. Right. It's 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 lonely. Oh, yeah. It's hard. He comes home in a really good mood after those (laughs) Real treat to be around. But the weird part is I enjoy doing it, but it's not until after it's all said and done and I'm kind of just sitting back reflecting on my days. I smoke my weed. I'm like, that was a kind of fucking lonely eight hours I just had. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I find I find Zoom lonely. I find like 
um, because a lot of our students turn off their cameras. That's the worst. And they turn off their audio. Yep. Uh, So you're not even sure if they're there. You're looking at a black box with the little little red thing. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking to myself. It's it's exactly that. I've got all these screens in front of me with like a PowerPoint here and my camera here. And And you see, you can't read their faces. I I got nothing. And then I'm projecting like my uh, my other camera down here so I can write stuff out so people can see and stuff. But I'm just sitting here talking to fucking three screens. Honestly. And you're like, do you like this? Like, I don't even know. (laughs) Like, I can't pick up your, your, your facial cues. Like, are you enjoying this lesson? Yeah. Are you laughing are... at my jokes? Yeah. That's the worst. I'm cracking jokes. I'm like, ha, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, I don't even know if they're laughing. Oh, okay. That just made me so sad. You know what they're doing? They're texting each other, Mrs. Geek. <laughs> that was a really stupid joke. <laughs> stupid joke. Yes. This is funny today. <laughs> or they could be sleeping. Like, yeah, for all we know, right? Yeah, you have no idea. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's a struggle. I think people are less likely to be interactive and ask questions online as well. Yes. Some of them try to do it in the chats, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, okay, I'm not that good at multitasking, at speaking and then writing to you at the same time. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll I'll take that question. Let me just finish this. Yeah. Sometimes that's hard to fucking just manage. Like when we do our live courses, our live stream courses, but there's also an interactive component where we're doing demonstrations and stuff. We need a team. Like you need, we need a production team here. Exactly. Like there's a dude that uh, he's a he's a colleague of mine in uh he's in where is he in Ancaster, Ancaster. and he put on this really awesome two day concussion course but he was also showing showing me some pictures and stuff of his of his house that he changed into a full-on tv studio and he had a production team to make it look like something worth what he was charging right it was insane it was insane but it was it came off so well that's awesome yeah Okay, well, I need another massage after this, guys. Yeah, it was a lot, but I mean, <laughs> it was it was good you to like get. She's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, like, probably, uh, probably I'll see you in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, this was good though. I mean, it gave it. We're. St- I think what we learned mostly is nobody has any idea what's going on, but it's going day by day. It's happening day by day. And like I've said from the beginning, if the CDC doesn't know what's going on and the federal government doesn't know what's going on, I don't really expect fucking teachers to know what's going on. No, yeah. nobody yeah. knows what's going yeah. on. Yeah. But thanks for hanging out after your massage. Now you will need oh, wow. another one. <laughs> <laughs> I need a little work on my mouth here now. Since so. Wait, that sounded bad. Uh, <laughs> for context, she has TMJ yes, issues. Thank you. <laughs> to clarify that one. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks for hanging out. You guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.